Well, hello everybody and welcome. It's time for our Romans Road Week 7 devotion. We're going back to the beginning, y'all. But as we do that, let's, let's pray. Father, as we return to the beginning of this letter, after starting in the middle, I ask that you would help us to draw something useful from this introduction from Paul to the Ecclesia at Rome. Help us to have our identity formed correctly, to understand who we are more as a function of our relationship with you than it is based on what we do. In Jesus' name, amen. So yeah, as I said up front, we're going back to the beginning. We're back in Romans 1. I know it might be a little confusing if you, especially if you're coming in in the middle. <laughs> but here's the, here's the path we'll take. We already did Romans 8. We're going to go back to the beginning and then do 1 through 7. Then do a review of 8. Just 20,000 foot overview, sort of review and then we'll move on to nine because it's important for the for the overall argument of the letter anyway let's get into the passage shall we romans 1 1 through 6 paul a loving and loyal servant of the anointed one jesus he called me to be his apostle and set me apart with a mission to reveal God's wonderful gospel. I write all this. I write to all his beloved chosen ones in Rome, for you are also called as holy ones. May his joyous grace and total well-being, flowing from our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, rest upon you. My commission is to preach the good news, yet it is not entirely new. But the fulfillment of the hope promised to us through his prophets in the sacred scriptures. For the gospel is all about God's son. As a man, he descended from David's royal lineage. But as the mighty son of God, he was raised from the dead and miraculously set apart with a display of triumphant power supplied by the spirit of holiness. And now Jesus is our Lord and our Messiah. Through him, grace cascaded into us, empowering us with the gift of, of apostleship that, so that we can win people from every nation into the obedience that comes from faith to bring honor to his name. And you, you are among the chosen ones who are called to belong to Jesus, the anointed one. Hi, my name's Paul. I'm writing to you as an introduction, as I desire to come to you on my way to Spain to spread the gospel, first things first, you should know that I am a loving servant of Jesus. Then, I want you to know that I am an apostle sent, along with others, to spread the gospel of God. I want you to be well, and to sense and live in His grace and complete peace and wholeness. The good news, gospel, is not entirely new. In fact, it's a fulfillment of the Jewish scriptures. This is why I, as a trained Pharisee, am comfortable following Jesus, who appeared to me as to one who is untimely born. Jesus descended from King David in the flesh, but is the very Son of God and was raised from the dead after people whom I once considered to be authorities put him to death. Jesus was raised to life 
by the power of the Holy Spirit, the very same Spirit who you have in your hearts, who gives you life each moment. The one who heals you from the inside and shows you how to live. This risen Jesus is why I know that I am an apostle, why I face danger every day, all day. I am sent as a herald to proclaim his ascent to the throne. This is what a gospel was in the ancient Near East, a proclamation that there is a new Caesar, a new Lord over you people, and it is a good thing. Okay, so I've paraphrased the text and added some extra tidbits from around the rest of the New Testament. So what? What can we draw from this text? The thing that I want you to notice, the thing I want you to notice is that Paul had his identity straight. He knew he who he was in the Lord, and it didn't matter all the extra accoutrement. It didn't matter what he did. He knew that he was accepted for who he was in Jesus. Not just what he can do. Okay. So he put his place in Jesus first. Then explained what he'd been called to do. Never put your doings before your beings. I'm tempted to go on a rant about that, but I don't think I will right now. Then he blesses them with peace and wholeness through Jesus from the Father by the Holy Spirit. It is not quite his standard greeting, but then you have to remember that Paul was writing this in the way of introduction before he expected to meet them in person. He did not plant these ecclesia, these Roman ecclesia. He knew a handful of the prominent leaders, but not the majority of the Jesus followers are from Rome. So why was he writing this letter? Well, he hoped to prepare them to support him on his mission to the Iberian Peninsula. Okay, let's, let's break it down a little bit more. Okay, so let's start from the, let's start from the beginning. Paul knew who and whose he was. That is something that we need to get deep in ourselves. Because until we do, when situations change, when a job changes, when your profession changes, your line of work, your career, your identity at least guys, men, this is how we often identi identify ourselves, right? Well, I'm a fill in the occupation, right? Is that how we should be as Christians, though? Paul would say no. Paul would say, who are you in Jesus first, before all the rest of that? The rest of that is great. Don't get me wrong. It's wonderful. But, but, and it's a big one, but if you put all that, if you put your doings before your beings, if you try to identify yourself by your doings, you're going to miss things. 
you're gonna mess up. You're gonna mess up bad. I've seen too many men, especially, become husks after the line of work that they identified with for a good chunk of their adult life was taken from them, whether through retirement or through layoffs or downsizing. Um, one of my ex's dads had been an A-10 mechanic at China Lake, which is a naval air station here in, here in California, kind of central California, out in the middle of nowhere. Anyway, so he was an A-10 mechanic, right? And this guy was so so fully identified with that occupation that when they downsized when his division was downsized he became a husk he was barely alive anymore he didn't really care about anything other than sports um, how many guys, I, I hesitate to call them men, but how many guys do you know that that, that description fits them to a T? Like they don't care about anything but sports, their beer and you know, whatever else. Because they got their occupation or they got their identity through their occupation. And so if they have a bad day at work, or a bad week, or a bad month, or a bad year for that matter, they lose themselves. And they have to run into diversions, whether it be sports, whether it be hunting, whether it be drinking, or gambling, or porn, fill in the blank. Um, especially when they lose that occupation that they are so tied into. But the good news is that we don't have to identify ourselves by what we do. That's not what the Lord set us up for. The Lord set us up for something much bigger than that. He set us up to be a to be loving and loyal servants, to be beloved children, beloved sons, men. And like Paul, we have a mission to reveal God's wonderful gospel. We're all called, maybe in slightly different ways, but we're called to prove to the world that this Jesus is worth it by living loved, by living in accordance with what he paid for for us. 
Because that will change everything. It just will. So, Paul wrote to all his beloved, to all Jesus' beloved chosen ones in Rome, who are also called as holy ones. That's you, that's me. We are his beloved chosen ones. We are his holy ones. He made us holy. So may his joyous grace and total well-being, which flows from our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, rest upon you. Then Paul gets into what it looks like for him to be a loving and loyal servant. His apostleship, his sent forthness, if you will, is to preach the gospel. And, you know, it doesn't always mean using your mouth. You can live in such a way that people go, what's with them? Why are they so different? Like Francis of Assisi is famously quoted as saying, preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. So this good news, it's not new. It's not new. So Paul established who he, who he was. Remember, this is an introduction. So Paul's saying, this is who I am. I'm a loving and loyal servant of Jesus. I am a beloved child of the king. And he has sent me out to go preach, to go spread the gospel all over the world. And he knew that there was a significant Jewish population in Rome. That's why he made a, such a major point of driving home who Jesus was in a Jewish context why he matters right so yeah the reality is that paul wanted to come to rome on his way to spain and we'll find that out later so i'm kind of giving you spoilers here but yeah he is he's there or is planning to go as kind of a layover honestly it's a layover it's not even the destination of the flight it's a layover and he wants them to send him on his way so he's introducing himself and he's going to present a very lengthy and coherent argument throughout the entire letter all 16 chapters of why why they should support him ultimately so if you're a Jesus lover then you serve him as I do 
And with the discernment of who you are in him and how you know him, you know that I am good, that I am solid, and that I have genuinely been sent. That's what Paul's saying. That's the foundation for everything else. Okay. So thanks for the, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I hope you're blessed. If you're watching on Rumble, don't be shy with that like button. Share it. Comment down below. Subscribe to Spirituality and Tech. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you. And subscribe so that you know whenever I post something. Right? And email me, media at techfreedom.pro. Thanks.